the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. People can argue religion with you all day long, but they can't not argue with a changed life. Welcome to Core Truth Radio, a radio ministry of Core Church Los Angeles with pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn. Pastor Steve will be teaching the Word of God with truth right from the Bible. For more information, go to corechurchla.org. That's corechurchla.org. And now we are continuing our study in James chapter 1. Temptation is a test. It's something that will try to persuade us. It's an attraction that will entice us. It's an attraction that will induce us to do what we know is immoral or wrong. And when that temptation comes, know these three principles with assurance as a believer. You can know this. Number one, it's common to all men and women. So when you're saying, oh, you don't understand. It's, it's just something that, I, it's, just, it's more on me than anyone else. No one else suffers this temptation as bad as I do. Uh, no. It's common to other men and women. So no matter what you're facing in temptation, no matter what it is, many other people are facing the very same temptation. So it's not unique to you alone, number one. Number two, that temptation is not too big for you. It was too big. It just, it hit me like a, like a freight train. There was nothing I could do. Uh-uh, no. God said, it is not too big for you. This is where some will say, but you don't understand. I just simply couldn't resist it. Uh, you could have. Again, God is saying that he has equipped us with the ability to resist the onslaught of that particular temptation. And finally, number three. You can be assured of this. God promises that he will provide a way of escape. Meaning, somehow, some way, there is going to be a way out for us. And sometimes that escape is simply one of these two things. Okay? We got subpoints with more subpoints. Okay. So here, here's here's one of two ways. Because you might be saying, oh no. Oh, no, when I was falling to this thing, there was no way of escape. There was no way I could have got out of this. Then that temptation was just too big. Here's the two ways that God will always give you to get out. Number one, don't go there in the first place. Don't go where you're not supposed to go. Don't turn on where you're not supposed to turn on. Don't look at where you're not supposed to look at. Okay, don't go there in the first place. Okay, number one, don't go there. And number two, are you ready? This is the secret. Are you ready? Run. Turn around and run. Get out of there. Hit the exit. If you're so tempted to lose your temper, tell a lie, rip something off. Because I mean, here, California, you can steal up to 950 bucks and it's okay. Okay, so when you're tempted, like, I know I'm a Christian, but I'm just going to steal $925 for this stuff. Okay, no, no. Get out of the store. Leave, okay, before you rip it off. If you're getting ready to do something immoral, leave 
immediately. Get out of Dodge. Call somebody. You know, this is the thing about church. It's not the place to hurt in and hurt out. Get to know other people. Call someone. Hi, how's it going? I used to have this one neighbor. He would call me. How's it going? I'm like, great. What can I do for you? Because he would see me get home. He was right next door. And he, you know, so he would call. And it's like, how's it going? I'm like, great. What, what, what do you need? Like, when I get home, my wife's got dinner made. I want to eat. Okay, so I'm thinking one thing. Food. That's all I'm thinking. Okay, I'm, I'm just one-minded at that point. I need to eat food. And he's on the phone like, so what's going on? what you're like, like well why, how can I help you you know well, what's going on with you nothing why are you calling me okay so there's times though that you just need to call someone to occupy time and maybe you just tell them hey I just needed to call someone well what's going on well I don't know I just let's talk about Disneyland you know Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse I don't know do you think they ever got married I don't know I mean whatever just you know there's just times I need to change the train of thoughts that are going in my head, but it's good to be able to call another Christian, don't you think? Get to know people around here. And again, sometimes the way of escape comes long before the temptation comes. Like when you're getting ready to go out with a friend and go clubbing. Don't wait until you're on a dance floor grinding with some of the most beautiful person you've ever seen on the planet. Oh, Lord, help me here. It's like, uh, okay, it's too late for you. I think that it's possibly before La Vida Loca sets in completely, okay, I think what you should have done while you were getting ready in the mirror and everything and the Holy Spirit's like, I don't think you shouldn't go tonight. Don't go tonight. Don't go tonight. See, that's where your way of escape came. It came way before you got to the club. But, they, but I, I told them, I said, I, you know, I don't think I should go. I'm a Christian. And it's like, no, come on, come on with us anyway. No, I don't drink anymore. It's okay. You could be our safe driver. Yeah, you're, you're, the, you're, the, you're the driver. It's like, okay, I'm just here to help. <sighs> you, you bit into the, you got the hook. You took the bait. It's like, no, I'm not going. I am not going. See, so the, the way of, the, the way of getting out of that was what? The way of escape was, I'm not going no matter what. No, I'm not going in the first place. And for those with a temper that causes great pain to those that are around you, you know when you're getting ready to snap, you know when, you know, when uh, you know, hairs on the back of your neck are standing up, veins are starting to pop out of your neck, you know, veins are coming out of your forehead, you're getting ready to blow, they're going to blow, it's like a volcano, it's like, get out of the way, leave, go walk the dog, there has to be a way when you're getting hot under the collar just to say, I need to go to the store, why? They get you some ice cream, okay, whatever, just get out of the place, yes, God has given us a way of escape so that we may endure. The, that word endure means just that, so that you can survive the onslaught of the passion, the desire, and the craving. He's given you a way of escape of what we know is wrong. Remember these three things about sin. Now, I've said these multiple times before, but take them to note because they are so true. Number one, sin will take you farther than you want to go. I, I, I didn't want to go this far with this thing. I, I don't know how I got here. That's like, sin will take you farther than you want to go. Number two, sin will keep you longer than you want to stay. I, I don't want to be here anymore. I, I'm tired. I, I want to go home. It's like, sin will keep you longer than you want to stay. And number three, sin will always cost you more than you want to pay. I can't believe the cost 
that this has had on my life. I can't believe the cost on my spiritual life, my family, and those around me. It will always cost you more than you want to spend. And don't miss what verse 16 says. Do not be deceived. Don't fall under some delusion because just as temptation is not from God, we now have the contrast of what is from God in verse 17 and 18. And that's every good thing, it says, the blessings of God. Yes, without question, God blesses those who are his. I like the foundation of God's blessings. They're recorded all the way back in the Old Testament in the Pentateuch, the Torah, the law of God. I like what he said in Deuteronomy 28. 28, uh, The 28th chapter of Deuteronomy is so awesome because he just lays it out. God's blessings. He says uh, in verse uh, one of Deuteronomy 28, he says, now it shall be if, okay, that means if you do, it'll happen. If you don't, it won't. But if you will diligently obey the Lord your God, I mean, when you go out of your way to obey what God says, to be careful to do all of his what? His commandments, which I command you today. The Lord your God will set you on high above all the nations of the earth. Wow. See, the United States was established on the foundation of God's word. It's in our constitution. It's in the Declaration of Independence. You know, our early forefathers, they were all grounded in the Bible. That's why it says, in God we trust on all of our money and all of that, okay? Well, in the last 50 years, the United States has completely wiped God out. It's like, take you know, God off of our, you know, everything that we can take it off of, crosses off of war memorials, you know, uh, you can't read your Bible, you can't take a Bible to school, you can't pray, you can't do this, you can't do that. And we have completely washed God out of our uh, culture. So now where are we at today? We are no longer the people that are what? What did he say there? High above all the nations of the earth. Did did God not place the United States as a superpower of the entire world? Were we not where everyone wanted to come to? Where are we at today? We got this whole disaster in Afghanistan just showing how weak we are because we don't have God esteeming us any longer. We're doing it on our own. Listening to science, listening to all the people that told me what to do, and it's a complete disaster. Verse 2 in Deuteronomy 28, and all these blessings shall come upon you. Who? Who? The person who listens to God's commandments and overtake you if you will obey the Lord your God. Blessed or happy shall you be in the city. Blessed shall you be in the country. No matter where you go, you're going to be blessed wherever you live. Verse 6, blessed shall you be when you come in and blessed shall be when you go out. No matter where you go on vacation, here, there, going to work, coming home, you'll be blessed. Verse 7, the Lord will cause your enemies who rise up against you to be defeated before you. Anyone that comes against you will be defeated. What did Jesus say? Anyone who comes up against one of my little ones, it would be better for them to have a millstone wrapped around their neck and dropped into this sea. Wow, that wouldn't be good. Verse eight, the Lord will command the blessings upon you and in your barns and all that you put your hand to. Your bank accounts will be full because God blessings will be upon you. Verse 10. So all of the peoples of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord. The whole world will look and say, they're blessed because they are a Christian nation. We don't have that anymore, do we? And they shall be afraid of you. People are not afraid of us anymore. 
You know, you got China that's flexing their muscle. You have Russia that's coming back. It's like people are not afraid of us anymore. We have abandoned God. Verse 11, and the Lord will make you abound in prosperity. Now, Deuteronomy 28 is a very long chapter, okay? And it's one of the longest chapters in the Bible, 68 verses. And those first 14 verses are just like, wow, blessings, blessings, blessings. But then he goes on in verse 15, and for the next 54 verses... And he says, but if you do not follow my commandments, if you do not obey my statutes, you'll be cursed in every aspect of life. And he goes on for 54 verses with that. That's what's starting to happen to America now. We're not seeing the blessings anymore. We're not seeing that we're just this blessed nation. No, we're $30 trillion in debt and everything we touch turns to garbage now. Why? Because we've abandoned God. Well, in the same way, a believer can continue to grow even though we live in this nation that has abandoned God, but God can bless you in the midst of this. So you can be blessed when you go in. You can be blessed when you go out. Because why? Because you're the people of God. So even though your nation is not getting blessed, you personally can be blessed by God. Yes, and that is true. And those great promises are worth turning away from the enticements that try to allure you away from God. Which brings up our point, turning with humility. Let's pick up and read back in James again. Verse 19 says, This you know, my beloved brethren, but let everyone be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. For the anger of man does not achieve the righteousness of God. Therefore, putting aside all filthiness and all that remains of wickedness and humility, receive the word implanted, which is able to save your souls. Wow. Yes, we must humble ourselves before God. And one place to start is let us be quick to hear, slow to speak. When we come to Christ, we must be teachable. We must have a teachable heart. Let me ask you, are you teachable? Because some people come to Christ young. Young people are usually more teachable. It's like some people come middle-aged. Some people are older. So whatever age group you're in, it doesn't matter. Are you teachable? Some might say, well, haven't you heard, Pastor? You can't teach old dog new, new tricks. Well, yeah, but guess what? You're not a dog, okay? <laughs> and you can retrain the way that you live. I don't care how old you are, how young you are. You can retrain the way that you act and live. This portion of Scripture is dedicated to the person who comes to Christ. So if you're not a Christian, blow this off. Blow the whole Bible off. doesn't matter for you. But if you come to Christ, then we need to heed this. We need to be quick to hear. That means we must first listen before we speak. Maybe that's why God gave us, you know, two ears and only one mouth. Maybe we should be listening twice as much as we speak. And second, we need to be slow at speaking again, meaning we need to have restraint on approaching others with a nasty and hasty attitude. This should be part of the fruit of being a Christian. Anybody can get mad. Good grief. There's a ton of stuff to get mad at here in LA, okay? There's all kinds of stuff to get mad. You want to be mad? This is a great place to live because it's angry city, okay? Anyone can get mad when things don't go our way, especially. But as believers, we're told in verse 19, we're to be 
slow to speak and slow to anger. I love what the Bible says in Proverbs 15.1, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. The tongue of the wise makes knowledge acceptable, but the mouth of fools spouts folly. Don't stir up the pot. There's plenty of the pot stirring going on here. Yes, we should be compassionate. We should be loving to those around us. Every encounter is an opportunity to share how much God loves the people within that situation and that God loves them and has a plan for their lives, a plan that far exceeds their own plans. And as it says in verse 20, having a bad attitude does not achieve the righteousness of God. For God deals with us with loving kindness. God deals with us graciously, does he not? But anger will only push people away. See, this is why it's so important for a Christian to have a changed life. Because a changed life should draw people to you. Maybe you were a hothead before. All of a sudden, you're not a hothead. People are waiting for you to explode, but you don't explode. Wow, what's wrong with you? Are you okay? What do you mean? Well, you would normally be jumping down my throat right now. It's like, no, it's like, well, Christ has changed me. This is why it's not just enough to be, I'm a good person. Uh, okay, great, you're a good person. No, I'm a good person because Christ has come in my life. I am not jumping down your throat because Christ has been gracious to me. I want to be gracious to you. See, this is what draws people to Christ. That's why we're told in verse 21 to put aside all filthiness and wickedness. Wait a minute, you used to be the party animal. You, you used to do this and you used to do that. Yeah, I don't do that anymore. Because I've come to Christ, I am not that person anymore. See, people can argue religion with you all day long. All day long, they can argue on different topics of the Bible, but they can't not argue with a changed life. That term laying aside means to put them off like the taking off of dirty clothes. Now, I I play basketball. I was playing basketball again here on Friday uh, late afternoon. It's hot. Listen, Basketball's a nasty game, okay? You're in there, and you're in the paint, and you're, you know, you're bumping up against people, man. You're going up in some guy's armpits in your face. I mean, it's just nasty, okay? And it's like, I was sweating. I was soaking wet. I mean, completely soaking wet. I mean, it's like 95 degrees, and we're out there playing in the sun. It's just like, I got people sweat all over me. I got my sweat all over me. I come home, and it's just like, I give my wife a big hug. No, no, I just can't. <laughs> She's like, get away from me anyway but I mean I have to peel my clothes off and I just throw them on the ground and let me tell you peeling those socks off those dogs are barking man let me tell you I mean it's just nasty okay it is not like oh here's Pastor Steve at church he just took a shower and he's all got his clothes on it's like oh no oh no this is stinky pastor okay Ooh, you stink okay so it's like when he talks about laying aside our old self He's talking about like peeling off those nasty, dirty, stinky clothes and lay them aside. Get those things off. Get them off completely. The Bible says in Ephesians 4.22, he says that in reference to your former manner of life, meaning before the way you used to live before you came to Christ, he says, lay aside the old self. Peel them off like nasty, stinky clothes, and, which are being corrupted in accordance with the lusts of deceit. 
and that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind and put on the new self, which in the likeness of God has been created in righteousness and holiness of truth. Put the new self on. Man, I came home on Friday night. I peeled all this stuff. I took a shower and I put on clean clothes. And I was like, I feel like a whole different person again. Well, in the spiritual sense, lay off the old sin, the old wicked nature, all of that stuff and put on the new self, which has been created in Christ Jesus. Yes, we have been made a new creation in Christ. We must reach out to others with humility, which brings up our final point, turning to God's word. Let's pick up and read here as we continue in James chapter 1, verse 22. He says, but prove yourselves, prove it, doers of the word, and not just a hearer who deludes himself. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man who looks at his natural face in a mirror. For once he has looked at himself and he's gone away, he has immediately forgotten what kind of a person he was. But the one who looks intently at the perfect law, the law of liberty, and he abides in it, not having become a forgetful hearer, but an effectual doer, This man, this woman shall be blessed in what they do. Wow, you'll be blessed. If anyone thinks himself to be religious and yet does not bridle his tongue, but he deceives his own heart, this man's religion is worthless. Like if there's not change in your life, your religion's worthless. This is pure and undefiled religion in the sight of our God and Father to visit orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself unstained by the world. Wow. Wow. Yes, the way to make right turns in life, turns that will change our lives for the better, is to prove ourselves doers of the word of God and not just hearers. Like you come to church and I, 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 blah, 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 and you go out and you, you're the same, same old person. Because if we just hear God's word, but it never takes root and causes change in our life, then the Bible says you're just deluding yourself. You're fooling yourself. God uses a mathematics term here, one that means you came up with the wrong answer, meaning you miscalculated what Christianity was all about. I wonder if there are any here today that have miscalculated your faith. Like you call yourself a Christian, but really, is there any change in your life? For example, let me read you two verses. And what do you think of your faith when you hear these two verses? First one is 1 John 1, 6. It says, if we say that we have fellowship, a relationship with God, but yet we walk in darkness We lie and we don't practice the truth. So if you say like, oh, I I know God, I go to church every Sunday, but yet you are habitually doing the same sin over and over and over again. He says, you lie and you don't practice the truth. Here's another verse that kind of says the same thing in a different way. He says in Titus 1.16, they profess to know God. Who? People go to church. They say they're a Christian. They profess to know God, but by the deeds of their life, like how you actually live out uh, Monday through Saturday, okay, by your own deeds, you deny him being detestable and disobedient and worthless for any good deed. So what does that say to you and how you're living 
And is it calculating out to the right answer that you're a Christian? See, how secure do you feel in your faith? Look, none of us are perfect. We all have our areas and weaknesses. But are you living every day in a known sin? Like you just have this thing that's happening in your life. It's just happening all the time. You're not even fighting it anymore. Has that sin become a habit in your life? Are you allowing something that you know is wrong in your life? That's the question. Are you allowing something that you know is wrong in your life and you're refusing to deal with that sin? See, God doesn't go good with that. It's one thing if you're struggling with it. I'm battling this thing. Oh man, it's every day. It's a battle in your fight. Okay, that's one thing. That's what God wants. Fight that sin. But if you've just given into it and like you're not even dealing with it anymore, are you having sex outside of marriage? And it's like, oh, yeah, like, well, we love each other. Well, you love pizza and you love, you know, wiener dogs too, whatever. You know, it's like, well, it doesn't even matter. You know, it's like if you're going places that you shouldn't be going, doing things that you know are wrong, don't you think that's wrong? That's all the time we have for our message. Thanks for joining us for Core Truth Radio. You've been listening to pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn of Core Church Los Angeles. If you'd like to hear more messages by Pastor Steve, download the Core Church Los Angeles free app. Available on iOS and Android. Core Church is sponsored by and a listener-supported outreach of Core Church LA. If you have been blessed by this program, consider supporting our radio ministry by texting Core Church LA to 77977. You can also give via our app and online at corechurchla.org. And remember, there's a God in heaven who loves you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.